0: Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look, delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company,
1: Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone! Before we get to the episode, we got to share that after the episode, there'll be a trailer for a new show from Blue Wire, Golden Goal: Stories of Soccer Legends, narrated by Brandon Kelly. Two new episodes each week, looking at soccer's biggest stars and the moments that defined their career. We're talking Hallen. We're talking Zotlan, We're talking Messi, Rapinue, all those all those soccer legends. Um, going to focus on historical plays and personalities. So stay tuned after the episode for uh, that
0: preview. We're to
2: a, we're now to a bunch of guys who
0: ain't never played the game.
3: It's so crazy. we in here talking about Super
1: That's Welcome to Super Hooper's inconsequential discussion of the week's NBA news. I'm your host Matt Hill with me. As always, Dave Fiedernick. Dave, welcome. Thanks. John, John's outside the bubble. Dave, he's not on. He's not on. Uh, he's not on this week. John uh, John left no. the bubble. He's up in Napa Valley just partying, um, breaking yeah, all gonna... sorts of social distancing rules.
3: Yeah, he's gonna give us COVID when he comes back.
1: Right. Luckily, we don't see him, but we, we yep. have an even better replacement. We have another another uh, Philly trash monster, creator <laughs> of the hit series Game of Zones. He's been on here before.
2: Adam Malamut. Adam, welcome back. Thank you. The only creator the only Game creator the only yeah. creator <laughs> I didn't,
1: was there another one i didn't know is there is
2: no there no no my assistant craig doesn't listen to this
1: podcast that's why
2: he wasn't asked back he, i know that's he right. doesn't listen right. so who cares no also, he talks too much he talks too much right
3: it's uh it's good to have you back when you don't sound like fucking shit dude oh my yeah.
2: god i know jesus yeah. Christ. let me tell you Podcasting pro tip: Don't record from your shore house. Yeah, yeah, you were down the Jersey Shore, right? <laughs> down, the shore, dude, yeah, down the shore, just because you were on the shore
1: didn't mean you had to have a trash microphone, Adam. I,
2: well, it was the waves; they were loud, and the, the seagulls. You know how it is down the shore. So you didn't you didn't have to record
3: you, through a giant shell through yeah, a yeah, giant conch. Shell. Yes, I
2: did. Yes, I did. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's true. That's nautical rules. That's nautical rules.
1: Yeah, come on. So have you have you been following the NBA, Adam? What's uh what's been oh going on? Oh my god, I have been watching
3: Yeah. Are you just yeah. out?
1: You just you did you dropped a perfect final season of Game of Zones. Um, uh, I- you know, of course I'm not affiliated with it all so I'm not biased, but it's perfect 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 season and then you just
2: retired, right? Or I occasionally check the COVID box scores. You know, what I mean, I check my updates to <laughs> see which players have COVID. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm st- staying up with that. Um, just all but, Nets uh,
3: right now. It's just the entire Nets team. Yeah, yeah. So a lot we of Nets. have
1: we have 25 25 positive tests out of 351 players, and uh, let's see, out of the 884 team staff,
2: uh, 10 10 positives. So that's that's a, actually pretty pretty crazy that the players have it so much more than the staff. seven seven yeah.
1: percent of the players tested positive only one percent of the staff
2: that's uh, what i'd be worried about more so i haven't like i feel like everyone has their takes on what they should do i haven't really there's like all these podcasts that come out that are like like a new zach Lowe and this one they really go in depth into like what should the league do so i'm complete. i don't know if you guys have been listening to like people's takes can you guys know some of the takes on like uh what people say like what like I, I see some people saying they shouldn't start it up and other people saying what what's your guys's feeling on that
3: i mean the, the the vast majority of like young intellectual nba twitter people are vehemently against the bubble right. vehemently against right. the season happening the, peop- the people who
1: parent who don't have to make money and live in their parents house <laughs> are shockingly right. against uh, a- against it <laughs> um occasional loud voice on twitters are are against it but the Zach Lowes of the world and kind of the uh, the commentariat are like, well, if the players want to do it and the league wants to do it, why should you know? Why should we stop them if they want to do it? Doesn't seem like you know. With the cases spiking in Florida, I guess that's that's the concern. But these players, like seven percent of them, are positive. So it's yeah. like the players are clearly not taking the social yeah. distancing yeah. like serious. They're out there. Yeah. This is already after tons tested positive before. So. I mean, I'd argue they're safer in the bubble. Like they're clear like if we get a seven percent positive rate outside the bubble, putting them inside the bubble as long as they adhere to the bubble, right. which Dame Lillard came out today and was like, Yeah, no one's gonna adhere to that bubble. That's the concern. And I guess if the cases are high around Florida, but like I don't know, after that it's kinda on them. Like if they're if they're the ones sneaking out, if they're the ones, you know, not taking it seriously, I don't know I don't know what the NBA is supposed to do about it.
2: Yeah. I just worry about the like uh the Greg Popoviches and the the old the, coaches,
1: the older coaches, you
3: know?
2: yeah,
1: yeah. But well, they don't Stay have to out. go. If I was old, I mean, and I'm not not that I'm not old, but I, I wouldn't go. So, yeah. But then again, it's like some of these places. Like, if if the bubble is secure, like it's it should be theoretically safer than being in Houston. If you're Mike D'Antoni, you know, like yeah, with the cases surging in Houston. If you're in the bubble and like you're, you know, you're keeping your distance. But I guess I mean, like I said, the concern is like people not, you know, not 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 taking it seriously, going outside the bubble. Doing whatever I mean, I, they do, you know, in Orlando. I'm not sure what there is to do in Orlando, but I told yeah. you, Matt.
3: But I'm producing um, another NBA podcast for our network, Blue Wire. Speaking of Blue Wire,
1: let me just break in here. Do the average for Bet Online. You know, all about BetOnline.ag. You know, you can bet on sports that are coming back: UFC, NASCAR, boxing. There's simulations. They got casino games. They got poker tournaments, prop bets. Go to BetOnline.ag. Use promo code Blue Wire free welcome bonus that's one for blue wire bet online back to
3: the show and uh the guest last week was danny green and he said on their pod that uh he was like keep an eye on houston's uh bubble uh yeah not not sure that, uh, that team is gonna be able to stay in the bubble <laughs> i was like Did, just a direct jab at harden like <laughs> was it was it hard i mean who was he talking got, about specifically it's got to be Harden because everyone knows Harden loves fucking strip clubs. Like it, yeah, ha- yeah it has, yeah. To I mean, has to be hard. Has I mean, Dame Lillard said the same thing. So I mean, I yeah. just, I mean, look, I mean, obviously, if there's a seven percent positive rate, like you know, like- you know, the one team that is not going to fucking fuck around is the Lakers because LeBron's going to be daddy to everybody mm-hmm. and he's going to make sure that. Every everybody like he's already been doing it, uh, b- like with the like workouts and stuff. Like he's right, like he's you making say sure. That, like, but they also have JR. Twelve players
2: come down with COVID <laughs> at a Taco Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, that's the, right,
1: exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, I mean, right. maybe LeBron is giving them giving them all. He already gave it to them in May. He's like here. Take it so you're all immune to it. You all got the antibodies, like, so we'll we'll be fine. But, like, the Lakers got some knuckleheads on there that the team that might, that might, uh, you know, yeah, they just
3: signed Jair Smith, yeah, Yeah, Jair Smith, (laughs)
1: Smith and Deion Waiters. Like, if you had to vote for the two players (laughs) that are most likely to sneak outside the bubble. Gotta I don't think be.
2: LeBron, in the same meaning, can be like. Listen, we need to be serious. We can't mess around. All right, we, we're going to be the team that takes COVID seriously. Also, we're signing J.R. Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> also, as GM of the Lakers, I, I need JR back
2: on my team.
3: <laughs> it makes me. Yeah. It makes me so so upset that he. Is a Laker now? Because I love Jr. Smith. I love oh. him. I, I I like this
2: Laker team, though.
1: He's not, dude, Dave, <laughs> he he Dave, he's not he's not a real NBA player anymore. This like doesn't. It's not gonna like taint Jr. Smith's legacy. Hey, all right. Hey,
3: like, anyone younger than me is oh, a real okay, NBA he still player. Has got okay? a shot in the league. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs>
2: oh wait, you're sad about it because you feel like this is going to leave a mark on Jr. Smith's otherwise flawless career.
3: <laughs> no, I just like. <laughs> Love him and he's so like awesome, and I hate seeing those type of players yeah. in a fucking Lakers uniform. Yeah, it's but these
2: awful. are the fun Lakers. These no. are the different. These are a great ragtag group of Lakers. And Adam, led you do LeBron. not,
3: you do not live in this fucking city. You do not have to put up <laughs> with these fucking Lakers fans. Uh, I
2: did. Uh, I know I, I, it's true. I hated the Lakers when I lived there. I hated the Lakers. When they're I the lived worst. Yeah, they're the yeah. worst.
3: And like but now I'm, I don't. I'll, I'll, now I like I'll, them. I'm all Clippers. I'm all Clippers. Even though they they need more fun on that team. Like, the, that team is not fun enough.
1: Yeah, yeah. Kawhi's Kinda fun of... now.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot That's he I you forgot he podcast. No, Pat Beverly's cool. And, like, you know, nice. uh, Marcus Morris grew on me um, in his uh, short Knicks tenure. But, uh, I mean, they're – Not fun. Like J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters are fun. (laughs) Okay.
2: So do you feel, is there, is like, what's your feelings with the asterisk? How big is the asterisk on this season? Or is there an asterisk at all?
3: Part of me just feels like these guys are playing for two reasons. One, so they don't fuck up the collective bargaining agreement. And two, to appease LeBron. Like, (laughs) like you got, like he's King James. Like you have to like appease him. Like you have to like, whatever he says goes, which is why you see like the who's the leading voice against the fucking uh, uh Kyrie. bubble. Kyrie. Fucking Kyrie. Kyrie. Like
1: okay. mm. but, but Adam Adam, <laughs> by the way, how do you feel about predicting how this would play out in the final seasons of Game of Game of Zones? <laughs> uh. <laughs>
2: I don't I, know how I feel about it to be honest. Like how, it is weird.
1: How prescient was the final season of Game? I,
2: I, I do. I like to think that like he watched it. I really do. And like and, like and like he tries to like Kyrie tries to pretend like this is all like his own thing. But it, I think we I think we planted a tiny little seed. A tiny oh, yeah. little seed. Uh, there is in
3: there. There is no players have uh like their like as their avi, like their game of zones like character like there's no way in hell Kyrie did not watch it there's no way uh, yeah that i know
2: it. and it, it like it and things influence people's behavior in weird ways because like you notice what you notice in life and then that becomes like it's weird health like art imitates life and life imitates art like so do i really think so no but do i really think so yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, a little bit yeah. um but also it is kind of weird with like like seeing like um, like Spencer Dinwiddie, like get into the conversations about stuff and like, and he's, and then he comes, he now has COVID and the whole time it's all happening with his game of zones as his avatar. And I'm like, not sure. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, want yeah. to be like, change that. Like that's, that's like, it, it this does is feel all like serious the, stuff.
3: There are two like factions of the Nets organization. There's the Kyrie boys and there's the Dinwiddie boys. Right. Like Dinwiddie is like his own thing. Like when, when everybody was, Injured, still injured. Um, you know, it was like it was really became Dinwiddie's team, and <laughs> c- clearly it's gotten to his head a bit. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, he bit. went
3: from like, Who's that guy? to like, What the fuck? He's got his own shoes, he's got the you know, the whole uh. GoFundMe and all that business, like He's got his own okay. cryptocurrency. The cryptocurrency, yeah. like he really has gotten carried away. As with that
2: himself. that didn't work out well, though, right? Like he saw, no. like he made like a thousand dollars or something <laughs> towards that. Didn't yeah meet his yeah. goals? Shock. Shock. But you yeah. know what? We have love failure. We embrace failure today. That's so, true. Hey, okay. he it's, learned from that. It's a badge we of honor Silicon Valley yeah. to have, have a startup right. and fail. So right. you know
1: what? What twenty one year old doesn't have a failed cryptocurrency uh, to their name? Uh, let's see what else. Oh, oh, oh! The uh, the Knicks are back, Dave. The Knicks they got their own they got their own loser bubble. I,
3: I don't uh, know what the, like, uh, Leon Rose said days ago. Like because this was has been kicked around for a while. Leon Rose said days ago like the Knicks aren't going to partake in that. Like they're not going to. I don't e- like, I don't even
1: understand no. what it is. They're setting up a second bubble in Chicago for the eight loser teams. Like what I, what?
3: Uh, come on. Fu- I mean I I guess it was kind of misrepresented today. Like it would really just be like summer league. It would be like a way of like organizations getting to see some of their players that would have played in the final leg of the season that maybe didn't get much playing time just to see what they have. But like, what, a, like not worth the risk. <laughs> yeah, wait. Not well, worth the risk.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, where's, where's my right wing pundit to rage about participation trophies. This is like <laughs> this whole thing. is a participation bubble. It's like, come on. I know.
2: I feel like I, there should be, like, a cool, like, Under Armour, like, Nike, like, body suits by now that, like, they can play in that are, like, say You know, should, like, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> like, like, full body mask.
1: Like, the green screen uh, things. like,
2: yeah yeah, like the cards. Cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Like, or, like, the, everyone looks like Sub-Zero or something like that. Yeah, you know? and they, yeah, yeah, that'd, yeah, that'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. full, everyone would buy them. The NBA loves selling new uniforms and making money. They should do that, like, full, awesome body, like, over the, like, like imagine, like, every team. Oh, my God, that's such a little, like, thing you should, they should so much do on Reddit, which is, like, just, like, team uniforms as, like, bio suits. And, like, do, <laughs> put those out. That'd be fun. Big asterisks. Big asterisks there for the team yeah. that wins in a bio suit. <laughs> I like it. I, the more, the more form fitting, the better. That's what I always say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. You want to see, you want to see everything. That's that's part of the, everything. You, yeah. you, you know, that's the thing is you don't you lose the audience, but you see the full outline of the dongs.
3: That's right. <laughs> There's
1: nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong
3: with that. Well, Matt, you come from the surf world, so that makes sense.
1: That makes yeah. sense. What I mean, surf with trunks. I mean, I guess wetsuits and trunks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, surfers yeah. wear those big board shorts. You never get to see surfer dongs. Well, one yeah. time, one time I <laughs> surfed in a speedo, so you know that cool. was a that was a highlight
3: in cool. japan or
1: in japan i forgot my trunks so i had to surf at a speedo sure that's um, dope that's really dope the locals were excited the locals a lot of came ashore a lot of a lot of pics getting taken of the crazy uh, foreigner just so did you did you wash
2: up like did you like wipe out and then like stand up and like your penis head was like hanging out of the side of your little <laughs> speedo <laughs>
1: No, Matt, did you say? Matt did you is say so my little penis right head was coming out of my little speedo? Is that what you said? I just said. Two? I just said pe- pe- oh, okay. penis head. I heard it. I heard, it. I heard it as little. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. The ocean is cold. The ocean is cold, my friends. <laughs> sure. Um, this week, Adam, we thought we'd have you on because there's nothing going on, really. You know, there's nothing, nothing big. We just we just talk some talk talk some movie reviews. We'll do some movie and TV reviews of tangentially related stuff to the NBA. Yeah, what do you guys want to talk about first? You want to talk about Dave or Uncut Gems? Which one do you want to talk
3: about? I mean, first? Un- Uncut Gems is my new religion. The last uh, <laughs> like you know six months. So okay, okay. And okay. I and I, okay. and I rewatched it. By the way, I I I saw it in the theater three times. I should say that. Oh my wow. god! Wow. I can't even. Okay. I saw it, okay. I saw it once. Okay. I saw it once <laughs> okay. by myself. Okay. I saw it once with my wife, and then it was at New Beverly which is uh Quentin Tarantino's like little art house theater here. And uh, so I, but so, so you find the
2: experience of watching. So like, this is, there's a, there's two separate questions in my evaluation. There's two ways to look at it, but like, but you find the, the experience of watching that movie pleasurable enough to see it go through multiple times. <laughs> I,
3: I will say I, re- <laughs> re- I rewatched it last night. Now that it's on Netflix uh, to prepare for today. And, I did start to think to myself like maybe I can wait a long time to watch this again. <laughs> I just
2: think like there's so much it's content so sad. like there's so much like things like like I have a bookshelf full of books I'll never get to. And the idea of watching uncut gems which is a good movie. Right. But f- spending like this finite time on earth watching uncut gems four times. <laughs> I'm just like think of all the works of art that will not you'll not experience.
3: Uh, it it really just keeps me from watching Sopranos for like the hundredth time. So it's, you know, I, I, I'm, I stick to my things. I stick to my things.
2: By the way, fun fact, I'm finishing Sopranos for the first time. I would love to talk about that at one point, but I haven't listened to your Sopranos podcast because I don't want any spoilers.
1: It so is. Spoiler, season spoiler, five. Don't yet. Yeah, they, oh, they, even if you start the first episode, they'll yeah. tell you what happens in the last episode. Shut up. This the is
3: the, it. uh, the Philly trash week for our, our podcast. Cause we had kill a cow on, uh, uh, on the on the Sopranos pod today, so
2: yeah, as we uh, like to call in Philadelphia, hoagie fest, baby,
3: hoagie, hoagie. You,
2: you, hoagie are, you
1: uh, are you liking the Sopranos, Adam?
2: Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think yeah, it's okay. incredible. Um, it's but not. To, uh, it's another thing that I would never watch again, though. Like, I'm not gonna watch the Sopranos and be like, right, I'm gonna do that again, never again. Really? But it's. It, I but would it's re- really. I, I rewatched it, and I think I yeah. will probably rewatch it another five years from now. Yeah, it's part. like Breaking I, bad to me. Fantastic, but I wouldn't watch again.
3: I routinely like back before the pandemic. Uh, I would like come home from a friend's or come home from the bar or something, and I would pour a drink, and I would just I I would routinely just watch like mm-hmm. three random episodes of it. I I love it, but the thing I love about *Sopranos* is also what I love about *Uncut Gems*. It's like it's it's a capsule of uh, a culture that I just feel very close to, um, like the the character. That Adam Sandler plays was, you know, there are a lot of like things that aren't similar to him, but he, v- a lot of parallels to my now deceased uncle. He was like, always had his hand in some kind of shisty thing. Like, he's like what got me into like the Knicks. He was like, just always up to shit. Long Island, Jewish, like very similar person. That um, might explain
2: why you like to watch it so much too, is because like, yeah. it's, like kind of reminds you of a nostalgic feeling. Yeah, because yeah, my mean, reaction
1: was like I I watched it and then never wanted to watch it again. And both Adam and I, I don't know if we would share this. We we were both like we should rewatch it before this podcast, and both of us opted out of doing that. We just we were just like yeah, I don't
2: really feel like watching it again. I, it's just I started fair. thinking about it. I'm like, uh, and then I like read the Wikipedia again before this. And when I was reading the Wikipedia, I'm like, oh my god, that that was stressful.
3: It's I mean, just- it's like non it's nonstop stress. Like, yeah. it's but to, but to me, like that's. From a filmmaking standpoint, that's it's it's impressive to achieve that. You're really on your on the edge of your even like because you care. You have to you have to care to feel stress. Um, it's just like the the score is so fucking like tense, and uh, it's just so well shot. And like adding in like all these like real weirdo people, like David Simon always does that shit. And like it's just it's so much more effective than just casting a bunch of actors. I say that as an actor, but like it's. It's so much better to, like, cast all these weirdo people to fill the world. Because it feels real.
1: Like, yeah. the thing is, actors are always way better looking than, like, your normal people. And <laughs> that so, always yes. distracts me in movies. Yeah. It yeah. always it always distracts, it always yeah, distracts yeah. me when the person is, like, way hotter than they should be. And yes, I'm like, I agree. Yeah, you would I not agree. be this hot. You would not, like, look this good, like, in this situation. Yeah, so Uncut Gems. Although, is it his, uh, his girlfriends, it's like, is it realistic that he would have a girlfriend that hot,
3: Dave? Yes, because he – I buy that, like, he's charismatic enough to – and he's, like, exciting. So I buy that she would maybe – like, I, I, I imagine that she, he hired her to work at the store and yeah. then maybe, like, kind of worked – it because he's very – you see him jumping around with all these people that he, like, sort of sold snake oil to uh, and, like, behind their backs is, like, selling their jewelry or pawning their shit to people. And it's, like – yeah I like i I do buy it just because he's like so crafty and such a fucking shyster, you know Wait, okay. so
2: it, in the movie, because I, I I forget what he do you think so you're saying like you think that he was her boss before or after they started dating? like did she before, start dating Walffle was before It was before okay. i
1: I read it as like he hired her and then like, you know like position of power like she kind that's of that's what a crush I read it as too. She was yeah. like he's like yeah. the boss. he's real flashy. That was the only way I could understand that particular relationship. Uh, that, and
3: also, any he treats are, like, absolute garbage. And, like, you know, I, I've, I've seen that work for a lot of disgusting men. Uh, <laughs> so, what, wait, you're, Adam, you're let's like, get your review. Let's get, what's your, what's yeah, your yeah, short yeah. review of uh, Uncut Gems?
2: Uh, okay, so my review would be that, like, it was a good movie. It was a pretty good movie. And it, had, it there were some, like, moments of real brilliance in it. But it was, like, overall uneven it wasn't like a pleasurable experience to watch it for me and it definitely like missed in some areas and was hitting in some like to me like i was captivated by certain like there's some things that were just like i was blown away by how good it was like that one scene when like kevin garnett everyone comes in it's like chaos in the store and everything like that was like i that scene is so good um and some other things and like there's some really unique Things that just feel like completely original, like the the ending spoiler. Everyone hasn't seen on Ketchup, yeah, but like the ending when they're trapped in that vestibule or whatever you'd call that thing, um, that area. And there were just some really unique and interesting moments. And I love the idea that it was it took place in 2012, which is such like a random time for like it to happen. It was like such a random thing. But overall, I finished the movie and I was like, well. I don't know if I liked <laughs> It was like the the experience Bro. wasn't enjoyable. It was like it was a, a film I respect, but I didn't love. It was like to me a solid seven seven point five. I think.
3: Yeah, if the if the Sixers won that game, dude, you would have been all <laughs> yeah. about it, dude. Exactly. To be you know, honest.
2: For for a long
1: time, Joel <laughs> Embiid was supposed to be the player. Did you know that, Adam? No. Wait, is that yeah. true? Well,
3: first it was Amari. First it was Amari. Then it was Embiid. Then it was. And then they they I listened to um, the Softy Brothers on um, Chapo Trap House like when the movie first came out, and they said that there was a time where uh, they got um, an email from their rep saying that Kobe was interested, and mm-hmm. Kobe's people wanted them to get a pitch. So they spent they locked themselves in a hotel room and they like they fucking spent twenty four hours just I mean you know how that shit goes like just nonstop writing to get this pitch together for Kobe. They sent it off and then his people were like, eh, Kobe doesn't like it. <laughs> you gotta shoot your and shot. You gotta shoot your yeah. shot. You know? But, uh, I think Kobe would, I think Kobe would have been fucking good. I mean, I like Kobe Garnett would have been amazing. Co- yeah. I agree. Garnett was great, but I think Kobe would have been really good. So yeah. I think
1: Garnett was legitimately good. Like usually I don't oh, give he was fantastic. to actors, but I thought he was a good actor. I uh, love that yeah.
3: scene where he's like giving Howard the business, like after he's bought the stone. yes. Uh, and he's like, "How much should you pay for this?" Like, how much are you going to be making?" Like I thought, especially like given the time that we're in right now, it was it was it was a very good commentary, very good yeah. commentary. A- Garnet and Garnett's great. That could have been a, a more heavy-handed scene, but I thought it was like really well done.
1: Yeah, I don't think Embiid would doesn't have, doesn't have the dramatic chops. I have, I don't know. I, right. don't, I don't want to cast aspersions, but I haven't seen what do and you? He's think? What if
3: and it he's too. He, if- he, he, sorry, but and he's too likable. Like he's too yeah. lovable. You know, it, he's it not works intimidating. Because, he's yeah, like yeah. not
2: intimidating. Like Garnett and uh, Kobe have that like killer edge to them as players that like. It, makes it, it takes it to the next level, I think, as choices. Like, you don't want them, you know, it's like they're, they're like that on the court and then they stare at you off the, you know, like take it off the court and they, 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 you don't want that on you, you know? and yeah. uh so that was something about that like Embiid I agree would have been a little stretch. so that would have been like they would have done it with Embiid it would have taken place in like like a cu- last year or something like right yeah I mean yeah. that's
1: the reason why it takes it, it jumped right. it, it was okay. you know it, when it was Kobe I don't know when it was supposed to be set I think they said I remember that Kobe anecdote and they were gonna set it I think when he scored like 60 at the garden or mm-hmm. something
2: yeah um was yes. it gonna be originally gonna be I heard it gonna be George Mikan and they're gonna take take place in 50s. <laughs> <That's right>. like, <laughs> George Mikan was see, yeah, I gotta, it. Get that, right. I gotta get that Jules back <laughs> <laughs> What
1: well, I mean, I mean, I, should Mike they have with a current Nick? I mean, like Kevin. What about Kevin Knox? You think they could have pulled it off with Kevin Knox? Dave?
3: Come on, of, dude! Come on, uh, come on! Poor kid, man.
1: A lot of high pressure games with him. Uh, you know?
3: He's he's our he's our fault. That's who Knox is. No, although, although no, he actually plays.
1: No, should we should we remake Uncut Jets yeah, with Kevin worse. Knox in the Garnett role and you in the Adam Sandler role, Dave? Which oh, we, uh,
3: Fort Knox? Fort Knox. He's got to get the he's got to get the the stone from Fort Knox.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's what I see. You do it with gold, and you do it with yeah. We gotta we gotta do on. this quick before he's out of the league, Dave. We gotta <laughs> we gotta get on it. I know we gotta do no, it before no, he it goes it takes to China. Place, no, wait till he gets out of the league next year, okay? And then you shoot it. It takes place this last year, okay? And you got to get it all done before. Oh, you wouldn't know that COVID's happening, so you can't really. tie uh, You can maybe tie that in or something like that, or it takes yeah, place yeah. last year. Um, oh, that's good. That's good. And if he's if he's, he's out of the league, he's got time to do it. You can really take your time and get it right.
1: There you go, Dave. There you go. That's a project for you. That's a project for you to work on.
3: All right. Anyway, um, so like Uncut Gems. I think I, I had a
1: similar reaction to Adam where I the first 30 minutes of it, I was blown away because it feels like something different. Like everything you watch is kind of like, ah, this is whatever, you know. But it felt like it was like an alien, like had made something because it was – it was almost not even a movie. It was like a full blown experience. And a lot of it has to do with the music and the yeah. sound design. And it's just, and the realism. Did you, and then it did, just stays. Did like you It guys just doesn't
2: have... really, it's just that. It's like yes, it doesn't, I, that you're exactly right. You're, it doesn't really feel like it elevates that much. It just, you're kind of co- like, it is, it is, yeah, exactly. It just, it just, it kind of, I felt myself fading a little bit. Um, and I was impressed and then moments impressed. But like it was kind of just losing me along the way. It was kind of jagged. And, and there, like I respect – it's like it's torn between like um, – like you talk about these like classic story arcs, these like Save the Cat story arcs. And like it's, like it's like I'm torn between those because I hate those things. It makes it so predictable. But there definitely is like a value to having that kind of math in there. And I felt like this one felt for better or for worse disjointed. It was interesting because it was a little disjointed. But it was, it was also uh, – it was, I, I went in and out a little bit. Um, yeah, and the, also the, the I mean, originality only sustained me for so long.
1: And like Adam Sandler doesn't really have any arc. It's just like, he did, he's just like, he's a piece of shit who makes a, bunch t- a ton of terrible decisions. Right. Like where he's at in his life is the result of all the terrible decisions he makes. I mean, what? He continues what? to make terrible decisions.
2: Yeah, there was and, no leveling up. I need like leveling whoa, whoa, up for my
3: character. He made two great decisions, he made two fantastic bets. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I was like, <laughs> come on, just... one. One bet got ripped from him, and yeah. then the second bet he didn't even get to enjoy but that's I another mean, problem. He just made awesome bets. Like it wasn't
2: like he's like – it wasn't like you saw like how he got good at making bets. He's just like boom, 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 Garnett and the – and it was like it – it's not like you really saw like that like he had learned anything or gained – like he didn't gain that superpower. You wanted the
3: montage of him reading books yeah, about yeah, gambling I and wanted, stuff. Yeah. I wanted him making, <laughs>
2: just, a, I wanted him making just, a really bad bet and like, yeah, like having a montage and he's like reading all the like sports almanacs and he's going through basketball references. He's like, yes, that's it. <laughs> It's just like it's just like watching a heroin addict like shoot up
1: heroin for an hour and then die of an overdose. You're just like okay, like. I mean, I, I so, guess that was I, a ride. But. I
3: mean, I so disagree. I think he did have an arc, like, and it's and it to me it's nonstop the whole time, like from like the kids play to like when he's at the fucking like uh like club with the weekend to um like placing the the last bet um like I, that that whole sequence is incredible but like jumping between mohegan and the and the stores it is it is but that's the that, a, it's such a ride
2: but the sequence it is a ride and the sequence is good but how did he grow or change in the whole throughout the movie like how did it, you know like, it, like I, the, it was a ride but it's a ride that like like a roller coaster that gets you right back where you started you know at the if the you know at the end and you get off. I mean, t-
3: to me, it's a PSA for not gambling. <laughs> right,
2: that's, true. that's true. It's true. It's definitely, right. it's definitely that. Just, uh, I
3: was like, "What are you doing? You keep why you keep betting?" And, like- and 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 also like his thirst for the stone is because of his compulsion. It's because he is he's looking for anything to help his addiction out, and so. Uh, the stone is a way for him to bet more money. You but
2: know? As, as a commentary on gambling, it fell far short of the Sopranos episode that I just watched where the TV writer no. guy, where the oh, TV oh, yeah, writer that guy, one. Oh, he's I, like... I
3: thought you were, were going to talk about like when Tony starts gambling at the end of the, se- uh, at the, end of the <laughs> series, which I hate. Chasing I it? I haven't seen the end of the series. It? No. Oh, sorry. No. Oh, you, Wait, you've never seen it or you're rewatching. No, I've never seen, seen it. it. I haven't, I haven't, never I'm on season it. five. I just it's, watched the episode where the TV writer... It's a very minor part, but like okay. to me, it fucking it's so annoying and contrived. But okay. but yes yes yeah, the TV that writer TV
2: writer really messes up his life. He's an AA and he needs to feed something. <laughs> Tim get Daly. That rush. Yeah, yeah, and he's, right. he's he's a real hot shot talking TV writer from like early two thousands. He's like great. Dick Wolf. as Soon as I get this Dick Wolf job, I'm gonna be rolling in it. Man, he's way too good looking to be a TV writer. First of all, he's <laughs> yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. an actor.
1: He's he's another one. Yeah, that's true. No, well, I don't know. There's some really good looking TV writers that are not he's good. Like, oh I mean, like god, like David David Benioff is one of them. Who's that's very true. Good looking. That's true. That don't worry, have been I a got the, off that. That Game of Thrones is gonna be bad once he's. Don't worry, I got these.
3: I got these Nash Bridges residuals coming yeah, in. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm
2: fine. I'm good. I'm good. It, that was, yeah, that, I, sometimes like before – I don't want to go into too much of a Soprano tangent right. here, but I will say sometimes before I watch an episode of Sopranos, I'll look up where it ranks and like. And this one one episode was like, oh, boy, this is in the bad ones. There was the one – whatever. And, anyway, but like it, that was a pretty – anytime they dip into Hollywood stuff, ugh. anyway, sorry. Oh, Sopranos really? Stanchic. I love the Hollywood Oh, I love that stuff. shit. Wait, oh, my the God. It's season – in season two or whatever, where Christopher goes into writing and he goes, like, has that agent oh, woman Favre? he has, like, the affair with. Dude,
1: yeah, that episode
2: epi- sucks. That
1: Favreau oh, yeah. episode oh. is my favorite episode. It's like one oh. of my favorite ones. It's so
0: good.
2: Oh, my good. God, so the episode fun. was it's so dude,
3: dumb. So- oh. oh, I love that. Favreau.
2: How could you not like Favreau? What, what did he ever D-girl. do to you, Adam? I love John Favreau. I hate – the episode was so stupid, but it's fine. Right. It's oh. fine. All right. Okay. I still love the show. I still love the show. I'm just saying, as far as gambling PSAs go – Sopranos yeah, that's a good one. writer yeah. guy that was I was like man this guy's really fucking up his life where the uh, where with uh, um, in uncut gems I was like uh, I still thought I might like gambling afterwards.
1: No, I mean it made me want to gamble. he wins gamble. every time. Uh, yeah, that's he, he <laughs> true.
3: true. <laughs> also, this guy's uh, such a
1: fuck up. How does he have a store and a house and an apartment like how and a Mercedes? Well, like, they
3: say they say that like back in the day he like provided jewelry to, like, rap videos and stuff. Like, he was, like, an uh, early, like... So I think, you know... Then he got, I, I then he got the gambling addiction. S- I can absolutely see that guy, like, fucking being all up in the Diamond District, like, fucking shyster. Yeah. Oh, man. S- some great Jewish shit. Like, the-, the Seder scene is fucking great to me, too. Besides the fat Jewish being cast... Dude, <laughs> I was going about that. Uh, yeah, How yeah, yeah. That That was distracting. The to me, it's a perfect movie besides the fat Jewish. Yeah. And they have him well, talking about the Knicks. I was like, oh dude, fuck dude, fuck this guy.
2: Was the Fat Jewish playing the Fat Jewish in that? Is he just casually just yeah. the casually <laughs> drop that his his nephew is the Fat Jewish, but before he was famous?
3: <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Judd, Hirsch, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Judd Hirsch is like, you know, your cousin, the fat Jewish. Yeah.
1: I like yeah. how <laughs> Judd Hirsch's <laughs> name is gooey in the movie too.
3: Gooey. Great. <laughs> Great. no i
1: i loved i loved all the jewish stuff because it made me feel like i i like wanted to have tradition and like uh like heritage like i was like oh, man, it looks like so cool they have like this thing they're doing where
2: they're hiding the presence and there's like a ritual to everything it's like i don't have any of that you know i actually didn't connect to that like being jewish like i it it was it definitely it was definitely like a realistic portrayal of some jew it didn't, i didn't connect to it for me it was definitely felt like very new york jews and like in the whole oh, thing yeah. and especially but uh, but it the was, Philly, the, it the, really Philly the Philly Jews are too good for the rituals. The Philly or? Jews, we're a little more rural and like you know laid back, and it's not <laughs> quite as intense. And you know, none of the guys, none of the people in my families are like loan sharks or whatever. <laughs> okay, oh, missing out.
3: I just got, I just got so nauseous.
1: Uh, should we move on to Dave? That was the other. That's the other sure. show we're going to talk about today. Dave. Yeah, now
3: move on to Philly TV Jews. Show. Philly Jew. Philly Jew. Okay. Yeah.
2: Now, okay. Now so, you can talk. You know, it may or may not be the proximity to Philadelphia. Well, so, but
1: basically, why was this
2: a great show?
1: <laughs> okay, so yeah, the first season of Dave, the Little Dicky show on FX or whatever Hulu. Uh, yeah, Little Dicky from Philly, a Jewish man from Philly, much like yourself, Adam. So there is mm-hmm. a little bit of identifying with him. I, might, mm-hmm. I
2: assume you are saying you you said on Twitter this is like the best first season. Uh, I thought it was incredible I thought the show was incredible and I, I have a very it's very hard for me sometimes to articulate even when we're talking about what I don't like it's very hard for me to articulate that because for me like I'm just very instinctual with stuff and my like instinctual side of my brain is like really good and my analytical side of my brain is like average I could have an average IQ when it comes to like that side of my brain I think and um and so it's hard for me to explain, but I think a lot of it, like, why, like what I was thinking to myself, what makes Dave so good, and what makes something like BoJack, which I personally don't like, like not why is that not working for me at all? And a lot of what makes Dave, I think, makes the show like Dave good. It's just like a lot of little decisions. Like I talk, we talk about this like our show, which is like it's just like you got good people on the show. Like, and I think Little Dickie's really smart and funny, and whoever else he has on that show, and they're just making a lot of really good decisions. They're like, there's like so much like. It's it's so I don't think it's one thing about the show although it does have something that like Uncut Gems doesn't have which is the leveling up aspect I love to watch him like level up and learn lessons and put his team together like there's something about that this feels like productive in in this the way that, in the season arc um, so I, I really like that but overall I, I think there was like it was just it, it's hard for me to explain what I liked about it so much one thing is that. I related to him intensely as a Philly Jewy guy and like, and to see him doing like, I, I dreamed about like, if, what if I could be a big rapper and like, and, and so like for me, like, like, like to watch him and like see his like fantasy at the end when he like raps on the breakfast club, it was just like, oh, it was yeah, just, yeah. it was just, it was great. And, um, it's very triumphant. It was very triumphant, but overall, I just uh, I, I just related to him intensely. Sorry, I'm, I'm ranting. Some like blushing about how much I like this show. No, uh, no. so so I like that, but I, but I also just thought like the acting was just incredible, and they knew when to take improv stuff. There's stuff that like there was little scenes like which is like little Dicky in bed with his girlfriend that felt like are they actually in, like that's so natural the dialogue there that like like that's I don't think that's his real girlfriend in real life, and like it felt like felt exactly like. A real conversation like I would have, or like a weird interaction I would have, and it was, but it felt like so not on camera. It just felt so natural, and they knew Gato is amazing. That guy's incredible, uh, um, yeah. and 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 so just really good actors, really good writing, really good choices when it came to directing, and overall, I was just I, I found it to be incredibly enjoyable experience to watch that show. I have other things to say, but I've just gone on a little bit of a rant. So,
3: no, no, it's good. I, I mean, I totally agree. I, uh, we should say like. John and I begged Matt to watch this show and <laughs> he watched the first three episodes he was not into it first two the first two episodes oh sorry first two yeah not feeling it,
1: I would, I, it I, not only was I not feeling it at all my wife banned the show my wife was like this show sucks We what? you're not allowed to watch the show anymore
3: like, see I watched wait, wait, I, with, I, how? with me that's crazy
1: She just – and I will stand. I don't think the first two episodes are funny. Like the first two episodes, I don't think there's much in them that's Mm -hmm. – joke-wise, that's that's funny or enjoyable. And I don't – and I think if you don't like Little Dicky's music or you don't appreciate his rapping, that first episode especially doesn't really land. Because the first episode ends with this moment where he's like rapping and it's supposed to be impressive. But I was just it like, uh, "This sucks." I was like, "I don't think this is good at all." So I like, I'm like, his rapping just seems very mediocre to me. Like, I understand maybe technically it's good, but I was not like, "Whoa, my mind's blown." Mm-hmm. And my wife was definitely like, "Uh, what's going on on my phone?" Damn,
3: I watched this with my wife, and we both loved it. But we, but we both like little. Well, some Dickie. of us may have made we, better we, decisions <laughs> in who they married. Okay, <laughs> how dare you? Don't need to, uh, don't need to brag about it. I, I will say like my I loved the last episode but my favorite two episodes were the Gata episode and then the episode right after it um with his camp friends with his camp friends i that like really. Struck a chord with me. Yes,
2: I. I oh my god. Uh, sorry to cut in. I'm dominating no, no. this conversation. I'm sorry. No, no, it's, I'm good. But, but like, it's good. But like, there's stuff like that. Like, yeah, I, I, I relate intensely to that. Like the the difference, like having gone to Emerson College and then like becoming like a different person than my high school friends and like you know growing up as a Jewish kid and going to camp and all that stuff. And like you do have like that I, that sh- that scene struck a chord with me. Sometimes there's moments and I love my high school friends. These guys are are great guys, but like there's times when like when they're out in L.A. and it just doesn't mesh, and you feel yeah. that. And and I, yeah. and, I, and I and and I've, I've, i i re- connected with that. I my wife the whole time was like cackling because the fights they were having with his girlfriend are exactly the kind of like fights we have where like I'm distracted like when 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 he was like looking at social media stuff like I always get in fights with my wife because I want to read the comments on game of Zones stuff and it's like I've been working all day and now I'm not even I'm with her but I'm not with her and I'm not listening and it's always like we got to go to this thing I can't do that you're messing up my career and all these sort of things and like it was in- intensely relatable from like feeling like a creative who's like you know making something with with game of zones that's like on the up and up and you want to like check it you want to be in it and every time you have to do something that isn't related to that you feel like it's you're standing in the way between my career and it's it's in like i but it's in it's also very selfish of me and like i was just like boom this is this is this is me i, I need yeah. to know what taco boy 49 says about <laughs> yeah, the fourth <laughs> <laughs> episode Yeah, exactly you, you have response. no idea the i yeah, have yeah. my my gambling addiction when game of zones is that is i search game of zones and quotes and just keep going and liking everything it's like it's, <laughs> that is my crack
1: yeah
2: yeah no i feel you don't do that don't do it
3: don't do it no it's good like like, their relationship was like very 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 like one of one of the most believable like tv relationships it
1: it was the it was probably the most realistic relate modern relationship that i've seen where like it felt like they were like equals and the conversations they were having were very real and, like, both people were, try- like, trying to help each other out. Like, like there wasn't, like they – were, they weren't there having fights that were stupid, you know? Like, sometimes you'll see you have a fight where you'll see a you fight on TV and it's just like – this is like – nobody would act like this.
2: The, the point so of like, views were so believable and well-represented. Right. Like, the, the right. point yeah. of views, you really understood where each one was coming from and you, and you sympathize with each side and that's when something is so compelling, I think. So, uh, yeah, like for yeah. me,
1: the, the show turned on the third episode, which was like the sex episode or like the. When yeah, they, yeah, yeah, when he When they get the, the table with the hole in it at the end. Right, he, right. The milking right. table.
2: Yeah, the milking <laughs> yeah, table. Yeah, the milking <laughs> table. Because
1: that, that episode was really about their relationship. And I just, yeah, I, I like you identified with it. Um, and I thought the show got better from there. But I still think a big sticking point for me was I just don't like Little Dicky's music that much. Mm-hmm. And so like the first episode and the last episode didn't really work for me because I was like, yeah, I'm not into this rap at all.
3: (laughs) I I like (laughs) routinely like uh, from time to time, just like go back and rewatch his appearance on Sway in the morning because it's like so it's so impressive. He's so nervous and he does. So I like I love seeing. you you mean, this was in real life, in in real life. Oh, that's based on a real life thing. it's what the Breakfast Club thing, I think, is, like, trying to be. Although, like, they didn't, like, grill him like that. But, yeah. like, he knew that he had to do well that day. Like I didn't know it was based career. on a
2: real thing. I didn't know. Oh, well, here's I another it thing that
1: I, that I didn't know was real. Gaeta is real. Like, yeah. Gaeta is, yes. is, is, is his yeah. real hype man. And he's really bipolar. Yes. And he's really bipolar. Yes. That changes a lot because I didn't think Gaeta was a that good of an actor
2: the first couple episodes. I was like, eh, this guy can't really act that much. But,
3: but that, he, that episode as the season goes long. Yeah. I yeah. think it
2: was a really good actor. The one scene where I was like, this guy's really good was the scene in the convenience store with out of nowhere. And he gets in that guy's face yeah, and yes, then he snaps yes. out of it like that. And I'm like, that is, you can't like teach like that is like, that is really good. And like, and like, and, and that was like, I was like, that like I was completely sucked into that. And like that, I don't know. I thought that was, that was, he that was pretty, that was good. Um, I, I will say that like, not all the acting was good. Like um, the, the, like I didn't think the girl who does his like logos and stuff like that, who like has yeah. a relationship with his engineer, she was okay. Um, yeah, and I'm sure she's she was fine. But um and like I wasn't compelled by the episode with her and the his engineer. Um, but there's some it had its moments, but that was probably my least favorite. Um, I yeah, do that like his friend. Was okay, it, it, yeah. It, that episode ends well, I thought. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, what what are some things you don't like about it? Well. Besides his rap. I, I'm agnostic when it comes to his music. I, think I don't like listening. I'm not like ever in the car and I'm like, yo, I need to listen to some dick raps right now. Like I just <laughs> never need to listen to funny, funny rap.
1: So, the, I mean, the show definitely grew on me and I think the – that that third episode was really great. Um, the Gata episode is probably the, the standout episode. It's an incredible episode. Um and I love the Benny Blanco episode too, which oh, yeah. I was also blown away that that guy's real. Like he's like, like yes, really this like incredible yeah. producer yeah. who like yeah. has all these number ones, and like is also I mean a really he's, good like,
3: actor. he's yeah. like he's like he's uh, like like Rick Rubin Jr. kind of like, yeah, yeah, like yeah yeah I yeah I mean yeah,
1: um, yeah. so. I, the show grew on me, and I generally liked the show. I would say from episode three to nine, and I the, the final episode I thought was pretty stupid. Like I just really, like, I wasn't just wasn't that into it. because uh, yeah. it's like it's like mostly music. It like starts with like an eight minute music video. I thought it,
3: like I love that because like I I was watching uh, with my wife, and I turned her and I was like, "Is this whole episode going to be?" The music video, because I I thought it was going. I was to just hoping be if it was time. that I might have liked. I mean, more. that would have been impressive. But it would was impressive, impressive enough. It was impressive yeah. enough to have that extended. Yeah. Amount again, of... I just
1: wasn't that into the music. But also, I think. Yeah. I think it took a, a while for me to like settle in with the show, and I do. I just think that I had a big time. I had a hard time getting over how much I didn't like his music. Yeah. And also, yeah. I don't think he's the greatest actor. Like, I just don't think
2: he's. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was very good. I love the uh, good, the Yeah, manage, yeah I like the manager character, the redhead guy. Like that. They like that guy is incredible too. That guy's really that funny. Like
3: Andrew Santino.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He was great. That was a great character. Um, uh, but one thing that like the one thing that kind of threw me off a little bit is like, and what was actually. As actually a testament to the show in some in a weird way as well, is I'm generally turned off by like shows that are about like an apartment in L. A. with like the this roommate and the this yeah, roommate, yeah, yeah. like like I'm the business roommate and like I'm the like at first I'm like this feels really formulaic and like everybody's L. A. pitch, you know, when they go into a show, but it like it transcended that, and despite that, it was still really good and compelling to yeah. me. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I, I, I think, would say I
3: I, think, I I would say the only beef I had with it is like. I, I'm always bothered by those, like, things that are a little too convenient, like like the logo creator, like his roommate deciding to be his manager. It's that was like a little distracting, kinda, yeah. yeah. It, was a l- it was, like, borderline getting to that... Um, uh uh what was the fucking show of Vinny Chase? Uh oh, Entourage. Uh, Entourage. Yeah, uh, Entourage. Yeah, yeah. It was it was get, like hinting a little bit with the entouragey like, Oh, everything's great. Vinny's right. in the movie. Right. Like, you know, like um but it but that's just me like nitpicking, like looking for well, shit.
1: I, I think I think what you were saying, Adam, about it being like LA and their life was was a big stumbling block for me because but that's more like just a broader issue I have with modern comedies where they feel so much like, Hey, here's my life. And it's very, just be, it's just like, it's just, it's just kind of funny. And it's just kind of about someone's life or maybe and in it, and it. we've like, we exist in this world where things don't have to be funny anymore. Like a half hour show can be like, Oh, actually I'm doing like a serious episode. And for me, like I just miss the shows that were like, you know what, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get the funniest writers, and we're just going to, like, set them at each other in the writer's room to come up with the best jokes. We're going to get fantastic performers, and we're just going to make a show that doesn't care about anything but being funny. Like, then, like Space Force. Like, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I haven't watched Space Force. But I haven't either. Watched... I'm just
0: kidding. I didn't but either. Like, 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 imagine like Seinfeld. <laughs> like,
1: no, like, no hugging. What was it? No hugging. No something else. I can't remember what it was. Like, no hugging. Yeah, no, yeah. no feelings or whatever. It's like, we're just going to be funny. Like The Office. We're just going to be funny. Simpsons. Yeah, but but, just but, um, be funny.
2: but uh, Seinfeld was about a bunch of guys that, who lived in New York and like people's New York experiences. You yeah, know, but so the was... goal
1: was just, just jokes, you know, like the goal was just, we're just going to make this as funny like as possible. Like Always
2: Sunny in Philadelphia. What do you think of that show?
1: Uh, I I have only watched like the first, whatever, a couple seasons of. I like what? that show. I like that show. I, mean, I enjoy it, but it's like, yeah. it's a little too, the people in that show are just a little too awful for me. Like they're just a little too... But know. you like Seinfeld. Yeah, but they're
2: but they're from Philadelphia though. So yeah, like, yeah. they can't be like, that. I love awful. Seinfeld.
1: Well it's I, authentic. My, my thing is you, you see like a lot of people like the their go-to comedies and that are that are they come back up and they're popular again. It's like friends in the office. And it's like I the reason I feel like those shows still resonate is they were just joke delivery devices. And golden girls. They were just like peak, like, hey, we're just gonna be funny, we're not gonna be anything else. And so people revisit them because I don't think the modern comedy is like giving people that they're all trying to be something more or like
2: have something to say instead of just being funny. And so it is true that it's like very, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. It it is true though, that like, you know where every comedy is going now where it's like, it's like, it's no longer, it definitely is like um, this, the of uh, very of the times to like make it like it's a comedy, but it's multi, you know, it's, it's also emotional and like, and, and, but I also think that like that's life, and so I feel like that's not a maybe that's not a trend. It feels like a trend, but it can't be a trend because like that's life. Life is funny and then serious, and I, I I always I always like there's part of me. It's like oh here they go. I get it. It's the funny show, but now it's showing us that it's like every show is like Tom Hanks's career, you know, every show or Jim Carrey. Like every show is like it's a funny show, but it's a, it's also a versatile show. But I find myself also liking that. <laughs> it's every yeah. time I like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I feel like my initial aversion to Dave is I, I thought it was something different. Like, based on people's reaction to it, I thought it was going to be like a laugh out loud, tons of jokes, really, really funny. And so, like, I was going into it expecting just like a kind of like light comedy, and it was not that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, by the
3: way, I, had, I com- like, speaking of comedy, like, I was shocked by the, like, seeing the shit. Remember when he like shits like? Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: In the forest, yes. <laughs> oh never... yeah, you know yeah. I've yeah, never, yeah. I've
3: never seen that before, like on TV or film. Like that was, it was, uh, that was. Such I don't think it was touch.
2: real shit though.
3: No, well, <laughs> we gotta take Adam. that again, Dave. Give him the last. <laughs> <Yeah, it> was... <laughs> Adam, come on. I hope yeah, I don't
2: know. I think <laughs> it's movie magic. I think... Anyway, what do you uh... think? It, what do you think it was? maybe uh like how do you make that special sausage
3: effects wise sausage with brown dye
2: okay. what do you
3: uh
1: I, adam you i I assume that you're like trying to develop a show right now, like what do you take away from Dave like are you mm-hmm. watching it kind of think like why is this working and what like what am I implementing from this, or like am I trying to are you trying to like reverse yeah. engineer it
2: or yeah, how do you do um, a
3: show about the n h l but make it like Dave? Ooh, I like that. I like that. Matchup Dave in the
2: NHL. What do we call that? Dave HL. Hockey, uh, hop birdie. Like Dave Bird and hockey. Little hockey. Little Little hockey. hockey. Little hockey. You found it. You found it. There we go. Um Okay, cool. Hold on one second. Let me write that down. So that's what we're working on. Little hockey. Um no you know, Craig and I did talk. Like I try to like the thing is this again, I'm working with a very sluggish analytical mind so what like every time i try to like overthink something and be like uh, so I always we'll meet with craig i be like craig i really want to talk about why i didn't like bojack but why i really like dave and and it just goes like it's and then i over intellectualize all these things and then i'm like okay i've got it i think i know what our hit comedy is gonna be and then like i write it up and it's like i'm like craig check your inbox and read the script and then he then he like i know that like, he doesn't like it because i don't like hear anything from him I'm like, so did you read the uh, thing I sent you? And then he says, uh, yeah, um, we can discuss. And I'm like, okay. And then uh, <laughs> we, we get, I'm going to call and he says, <laughs> I do, I, I, yeah, if I'm being honest, I didn't like it. And so that's what happens whenever I like think about like how to construct a show. But whenever like we're just riffing and doing voices and we're, like making jokes, that's when like we get real, real nuggets. So... Um, but we did have a conversation about, like, you know, why – about why we didn't like – don't like certain things and why we do like things. But I don't know how much, like, we – concrete, like, like anything we get from it other than the things we're talking about now, which is pretty simple. You know? Like, if we talk about BoJack and why I didn't in comparison to Dave and, like, things like the characters are too cynical – um, and, and, other things, it's not that funny. The jokes feel forced to me and other things that I, people love Bojack. I personally don't like Bojack. The reason I keep bringing that up is because I just watched it by the way, but, um, but, or I'm, I'm currently watching it and trying to get through it, but like, you know, I do try to, but at the same time, like Bojack is a successful show. And so I don't know. So Bojack yes. success baffles me. <laughs> like it's just I, like, I, agree. I did not get the yeah. show at all. It seems,
1: it seems like you, all the characters seem cynical to the point of not being realistic. And the mm-hmm. jokes do feel forced. They feel very written. They feel like very. It feel, like, it feel,
2: exactly. It feels yes. so written. And their voices are so acted by, by famous actors. Yeah. And and but also like the characters are like overly like the thing about Dave is that the characters are based on like human algorithms that I think are like realistic and believable. But the characters in BoJack seem to be like creations of an overly cynical mind about how people are. Right. And so they end up being these like one dimensional sort. And, and attempts at making multidimensional characters out of someone who just sees people too cynically. Yeah, and it's I like think. variations. It's like variations on the same
1: person. Whereas right. Whereas yeah. with Dave, those are all distinct people. Like right. Dave right. is a distinct person. Yeah. His girlfriend's very distinct. Right. Gata right. is very distinct. Um, and then the other the other characters as well. Benny Blanco is clearly like yeah. a different a different person. Yeah. yeah. So. That's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, Yeah, and ultimately, I think a lot of good ideas just come from what made each other laugh. Like, I was listening to I don't know if you know what House of Cosby's is. Do you know what House of Cosby's is? Yeah, you
2: have it for back, back. That was was that Channel 101? Yeah, Channel yeah, 101. Yeah, but the, yeah I, Craig and I used to think that show was so funny back in way back in the day. Yeah, like the backstory for that is everyone, I guess, was just sitting around
1: doing their Cosby impersonations right. while they were waiting for something. Like yeah. they were waiting that for something. That show couldn't to happen. happen now, though.
3: That show couldn't no. happen now. No, 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 oh, no, no. Oh, no!
1: It could happen now because of Cosby. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: But like, like it just was just these guys well, a just lot, doing a lot of reasons <laughs> yeah, for a lot of, a lot of reasons.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, I yeah. think you can the, still do it the, now. I the, think the guy who put the the guy I, who, could...
3: who does the Cleveland show, uh, like the Cleveland voice, uh, just quit. So, it's right, like, it's you, like, like, you know, oh, it's oh, gonna right. be
2: this. <laughs> this show is gonna be five white guys voicing a black rapist. It is true. It is true. It is true. I guess I don't think there was
1: a single black person voicing Cosby in that show. Yeah. Um, what um, I mean, you know, like the, the Cosby impression is like
2: a I don't know. It's like a, yeah. Uh, can, wait, do you guys do Cosby? Can you guys do a Bill Cosby everybody, impression? Everybody can do.
3: Cosby. Yes, everybody, can do Cosby. everybody does. Everybody does a little everybody Cosby. Gotta, gotta Cosby. No, 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 Theo, get your butt down here. Theo Well oh, That's pretty good.
1: Little Nicky with the ass <laughs> licking. I wanted something more clean. <laughs> Rudy,
3: could you come here, please, Theo? <laughs> I, I that's have good. A- <laughs> I, I want. I need to deliver this baby, but the problem is Rudy's friend is staying in the room where I would deliver the baby.
1: Something like that. Um, See, it's it's easy. It's easy. Anybody? Yeah. Anyway, my point was just just people just, just making each other laugh, just riffing, you know.
2: Yeah. So, uh, by the way, that is not a condoning of his behavior. I think he's a bad of person. No. Of course not. Of course
3: <laughs> not. Of course not. Come Come yeah. On. Right. Everyone in Philly still loves him. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's you, from Philly hard. too is he, is he from Temple Friday, right? Trash I Temple up, Trash
2: like, oh, I grew up on Bill Cosby so hard like my dad would oh, play yeah. his tapes in the car and we'd watch Cosby show and he had that like kid show where he had the magical pen I don't know if you remember that on like Nickelodeon yep, like yep. Bill Cosby was like my TV dad and so that was a real that was two wake up calls with uh, my that one came later Bill Cosby but the other one is that uh, my rabbi growing up uh, murdered his wife so that was another <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, and what, you and you to? don't
3: and you don't connect to uncut gems at all. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Don't, I don't know. <laughs> all right, just gotta, just gotta, you gotta do about it. <laughs> you gotta do a show about that. The rabbi, uh, you know, you and you and your little brother maybe solve the case. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Season one, it's like True Detective meets Little Dicky. Yeah, yeah, True
0: Detective <laughs> meets.
1: <Little One. laughs> oh, we got this rabbi. He murdered his wife. That's my, that's my rabbi impression.
3: Have the have the roots do the theme song. Perfect, Philly. Perfect.
1: Philly, for being such a trash city, does she have an loves- outsized influence on pop culture.
2: There's like yes. so many
1: famous people from Philly. So yeah, yeah, but
2: Boston, I think, is even more outside. Uh, well, outside, un- like yeah. Everyone. Unfortunately, oh my, Unfortunately. it's like everyone. Ever you listen to any podcast with any comedy person or anything, like, it's just always like back in Boston. Oh my god, it's like it's everyone.
1: You know, what has it has no influence. Uh, Los West. Angeles. Nobody is <laughs> from Nobody. Los Angeles. No, Nothing crazy. Over, no. I challenge you to find any famous person or any successful person from Los oh, the Angeles.
3: Re- the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's it. Chili, yeah,
2: it's, it's the Chili Peppers. <laughs> uh,
3: that's probably it's about. I, it. I think that's. Did it. you
2: guys watch the 2000 VMAs when it was on? Everyone was watching it.
3: <laughs> I did not. I saw people live tweeting it. <laughs> oh man, uh, was Wait, it? What, did they painful? re-air the
2: 2000 VMAs yeah. or something? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Why? It was makes it... you
2: realize that like everyone's like, uh, 2020 is the worst." And then you watch like the 2000 VMAs and you're like, "Okay, actually, you know what? That wasn't that good then. <laughs> it was actually <laughs> shitty." 2000? I don't even, yeah. I don't
3: know. If, I uh, mean, I was 16. I'd rather be 16 right now, if I'm, that's if true. I'm being honest. I, yeah, yeah, and, yeah.
2: Actually, I don't know, though. Yeah, I w- would like to be 16 for, for, like, physical reasons, but, like, my mind right. was very shitty then. I was a that's very true. bad decision maker, and I wasn't very nice. Right. Well,
1: oh. I basically had terrible skin from probably age <laughs> 14 to 24. That based- I couldn't leave the house. It was so bad. So, uh, I'll take it
3: disgusting hair yeah adam adam i heard you were very rude to your murderer rabbi <laughs> yeah, yeah oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. You i gave same. him the
2: business i said uh well i gotta tell you rabbi i think this whole thing is bullshit and he said the torah and i said no you murdering your wife <laughs> torah's all right no uh but uh yeah he did look me in the eyes and say uh when you like, uh, we don't. Like, you want to go down to the murdering rabbi road? Yeah, see, go, we ahead, a go, ahead, okay. go ahead. second Yes,
1: yes. Okay. Please. So,
2: so basically, uh, yeah, he's close family friend, uh, rabbi. You can look him up, Fred Newlander, okay. um, At Cherry Hill Rabbi murder. Just search all those things. Okay. And uh, he was all set to do my bar mitzvah, and I, and then, uh, and then uh, his wife uh, was murdered and uh and at first like he was still being like he wasn't he was not a suspect and so like he like talked to all the kids at, like hebrew school and he like brought us all into the little chapel and he's like right, a lot of things are being said right now um but i want you to know i had nothing to do with it and he looked at me and i was like you know like l- i was 11 or something and um and he's like you hear that adam he like looked right at me he's like he's like i had nothing to do with this like it's like all these rumors are false and then like a year later he like he hired these people to murder his wife, and he went to jail and everything like that. And like uh, and so that was a fantastic college essay for me about what the <laughs> question was like. When are your whenever your beliefs been challenged? I'm like. I'm like, Rabbi Newlander, I don't condone what you did, but in this moment, it is advantageous. You're giving that this, um, me something
1: to write about. Yeah. 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 But th- why did he look at you? Did he know that you were maybe because thinking he knows, about because, forming a crime solving
2: ring with you and yeah, your brother? Yeah. he knew. He knew. I was, I'd done a a, a a trick where I get him to give me his fingerprints, you know. Uh, you, no, um, did you have
1: like a magnifying glass up to your yeah, eye? Yeah, like, is like, that-
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. I was, uh, <laughs> I had my super sleuth hat on. My my, I was dressed like I used to always dress like uh, Sherlock Holmes. Everywhere, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, but uh, but it's because he was a family friend. He knew me, and he like was good friends with my mom and dad. And like he like he wrote my mom's college recommendation or something like that. And like my mom babysit their kids. So it is a horrible, terrible tragedy. uh, Ultimately, but I feel like it was in 1994, and so now that's what we Jew do. Jews do. We laugh about things. Yeah, we laugh about these things now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Except
2: in the family in Uncut Gems where they take everything so seriously. <laughs> now they're having a good time.
1: They're out there, they're joking about they're talking about basketball, they're smoking cigars in the room yeah. together. Talking about Jewish is out there
2: know. stealing jokes.
1: <laughs> yeah, the fat the fucking Jewish guy. Fat Jewish is fu- stealing memes. As someone <laughs> as
3: someone who makes memes, uh, dude, I there aren't many people I loathe more than him, <laughs> including your rabbi. Yeah. Uh, wow. who's worse who's worse your rabbi bill cosby or the fat jewish all right ranked <laughs> fat them, rank jewish them. not even <laughs> not even close fat, fat jewish,
1: jewish. Yeah, yeah. disgusting yeah. murder rape meme stealing yeah. Yeah, yeah who's the worst person from philadelphia the other the, the other
3: two one. are terrible but who did the most harm to people it's the, the stealing of the memes
2: right yeah right, i mean right. hey, it's 2020 uh, yeah, like, hey hey you know rabbi newlander only had two vic one victim you know what i mean <laughs> that's and, true and uh Cosby had a lot, but Fat Jewish, I mean, we're talking thousands of memes yeah,
3: stolen. Yeah, that's true. Uh, fat Jewish never made the Cosby show, though.
2: Yeah, that's true. He never, he it's ne- he never
1: made uh it's yeah, true. piece of art. That's true. At least Cosby made the Cosby <laughs> show. He didn't steal right. the
3: Cosby show. <laughs> no. All ter- right. Terrible. All terrible people. All okay, horrible, yeah. horrible people. Well,
1: yeah. uh... You got. You guys just let me know when this is over. How much you want me to edit out of this podcast? <laughs> I it's don't know. Like, might be a long night.
2: I don't know what is appropriate anymore. <laughs> you get nothing appropriate. <laughs> nothing is. Nothing's appropriate. Like, um,
1: I like, just went up. through my Twitter account and got rid of all the likes, and ev- all I was doing was liking NBA tweets. But I was like, I think I just got to get rid of all of these. So, huh? Okay, I, anyways, shout out some beefs. You guys want You guys gonna get a shout out beefs real fast before we get out of here? Yeah.
3: Uh, sh- shout out Spencer Dinwiddie for uh, retweeting my re- so uh, someone posted uh, I think it was the like Nick's fan sided sp- uh, Twitter posted a picture of uh, Mitchell Robinson wearing the Nicks fan Knicks fan TV has like a t-shirt that says Mitch please and it's uh, Mitchell Robinson rejecting Spencer Dinwiddie so they posted that picture of him and like he was like chilling with his cat and uh I commented on it, and Spencer Dinwiddie was was, uh, was uh, also on there, and then he like retweeted my comment and was like, "Yeah, I would have put him on uh, one of my shoes, but uh, he's got to stop fouling out of every game, like just throwing shade at Mitchell Robinson." I was like, "Man, Spencer Dinwiddie just trying so hard to get shade from Knicks fans, like just so desperate for the shade." Like, oh, I mean, it's, really,
2: uh, it's like I thought you were saying a nice thing about Spencer Dinwiddie, and there we go. No.
3: And I like look, look. I I don't like to admit it because I think he's like such a dick to Nick's Twitter. But I mean, I think Spencer Dinwiddie is like really like entertaining and um, interesting. But. No, f- fuck you, man. Focus on your stupid playoffs, dude. Stop trying to fuck <laughs> oh, over dude, Nick's Twitter. Oh, dude, Nick's Twitter been thrown up, dude. dude, out. dude, hey, dude you fo- got the coronavirus, focus. man. I know, dude. Easy, he's a break. man. No, no, a, yeah. focus. Focus on your other teammates that also have COVID. Like, what yeah. so? He's so obsessed with throwing spice at uh, Nick's Twitter. It's like, but it's also I, like every. It's every. Net, it's like I don't know if you guys know Nets Daily. It's like an old guy who like. Is like the Nets Twitter account. He's such a piece of shit, and all he does—it's supposed to be about Knicks, uh, about Nets Twitter. All he does, like he posts way more about the Knicks than he does about the Nets. You know, it's like. But let me ask you, saddest- you this: I
2: know that I know where you're trying to wind down here, but like, if he just posted fun facts about the Nets, would that really be fun? <laughs> Like if he just did what you're saying, he's like, you know what? I'm going to keep this real above board and every post is going to be how great the, Knicks, so that, uh, the Nets are. That is what the Nets official account is for. You know what I mean? This makes it sure. fun. This is juicy.
3: But like what, uh, what would those facts be anyway? Look at our like, black and like white. How many court. rebounds
2: did Derek Coleman have in nineteen ninety one?
3: Kenny Anderson was drafted on this day in nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, is our team actually gonna be in the league in two years after like Kyrie brings it down? Like like dude. Nets I would hate to be a Nets fan. It's gotta be real tough. So
3: Well then be a Knicks fan, dude. Fuck them. <laughs> All
1: right. All right. No, I'm Fuck a Pelicans that. fan, dog. I told you. Shout out to Zion. Oh, God, out to
3: Zion you're to the worst.
1: Real good. Looking real strong, looking real healthy. I never I'm doubted so, him for a second that he would. I, I always said he'll stay in shape. He won't gain weight. Not my Zion.
3: I'm so. really, I'm like, I I, I want, I, I love that Pelicans team, and I want to get that series with the Lakers, but I also want John Moran to be in the playoffs. Like, So I'm nah. like really split, really split.
1: Well, let me tell you, the Pelicans, the, the Grizz, their time will come. The Pelicans got a shot. Um
3: well, let's, you know, let's, this thing... be, let, let's be honest. Zion, Lonzo, and Josh Hart are all going to be injured in those first eight games. No, 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 so. They will
2: they will be all injured by the time. <laughs> also, do you, do you really yeah. think that, like, do you think it's going to be when these things come back? Now, finally getting into the basketball talk here. Right, right. <laughs> um, um,
3: Take yeah. us an hour and a half.
2: <laughs> but, like, <laughs> do you think that when these teams come back that they're going to be completely equal to like like are they going to look like is it going to be the same stacking order that it was in the playoffs or is it going to be like a total crapshoot i think it's going to be a
1: crapshoot i think i think there'll be some teams that come back the same but there are other teams that will come back the chemistry is gone some guys are going to be out of shape some guys are going to get the coronavirus that's why i'm telling everyone i'm telling everybody you know watch uncut gems learn about how great gambling is and put just a ton of money on like random teams because anybody could win this one that's true Raptors better, I'm telling you put money on the yeah. Raptors I'm putting I'm myself money more my mouth is I'm putting money on the
2: Raptors the Rockets and the Mavericks But well, what as, the Rockets as, you you just uh you know you have your concerns about Harden and whether or not he can stay in the bubble But no. f- look I yeah I people are concerned about that I I would I think he
1: has the antibodies I think he's already got it at some point <laughs> he probably probably had he it had in November it. And also <laughs> yeah. like Harden like this is like half joking like Harden just is like he's he could play with covid he could think yeah. of this.
2: like like he, he could have like a like a moderate mild case he, and still be like doing his thing he because never his misses thing a is game. Right. mind yeah yeah yeah
3: also yeah well you can get up and down the court when you're not playing defense so this is <laughs> so, right. this is a
1: man who <laughs> nice. like only ingests ice cream and stripper's glitter like this is he's been survived <laughs> for 20 years on on that diet and like he's a top athlete so it's, it's like true. He's he's fine. Harden's fine. Put the money on the Rockets, okay. everybody. Okay, take it from me. Take it from me. I've never been wrong. I uh uh, you know. What do you guys think about the Sixers' chances in the this, you know, uh, this bubble? The five thirty eight model. The five thirty eight model has the Sixers. I think as like the fourth favorite. What?
2: So. How? What is that model considering? Like people. It's pl- like, basically based, of based
1: on. It's based severity on severity um, of
3: COVID.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: based yeah, right. on, it's based on their players. Like they're essentially the real plus minus of their players. And like the strength of schedule. (laughs) What I don't think it takes into account is Brett Brown. I do not trust Brett Brown one bit. (laughs) So I'm not putting money on the Sixers because I I thought about it and I was like, nah, Brett Brown does not have
2: this. Brett Brown cannot manage that team to a title. So sorry, Adam. I don't know. I think he, you know, first of all, I like Brett Brown. Um, I have no idea if he's a good coach or not because I don't have that kind of basketball intellect. So I'm just like, I like him. I mean that's where <laughs> you're like right. I like him because yeah. he has a great voice to parody of games. Zones. Th- I, I like I like his voice. I like him as a guy. I feel like him leaving would throw off like be the real end of the process. Sixers and like it would really like throw off the chemistry. But but also like they would have won the championship last year if they didn't lose that that Kawhi shot didn't go in. So I don't know. I think he, I think they would have won the championship. Uh, last
1: year. Pretty sure. Pretty sure Milwaukee would have beat them. Uh, but okay. All right. I'm
2: biased. But yeah, yeah. yeah. You're you're biased. You're biased.
1: All right. You guys got anything else? Yeah. No. (laughs) No? All right. This
2: was a lot of fun, Adam. Thanks for coming back. It was good to see you. Yeah, thank you, you, Adam. Thanks for having me. This was a real pleasure, Uh, and it's nice to uh, work out my my podcasting chops. You know, hope to one day make it to the pros like you guys. Yeah, you're a – Adam you're you're a white male you must have a podcast right i mean how, 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 how do you not have one you know what it's uh, we're Craig and I are working on it right now we're going to talk yeah, about okay. this podcast and decide what we like and don't like and then uh we're going to we're going to have a Game of Zone's podcast yeah, yeah, conversation. yeah
3: use this use this it as start, your pilot it starts
2: really strong it just kind of stays doesn't really elevate
1: doesn't change nobody <laughs> learns anything it's, it's this uncut gems of a, of a podcast I like how it How dare you how All dare right you. all right until next week keep Okay. Okay. Lonzo Ball is a big ball of us. Think you're funny. Nah, but
0: y'all is but. Laugh at your own jokes more than all of us. You just washed up big
2: Say, listen to our shows. But tune in and get politics and fart jokes. Yo, a big zero is what your net worth y'all got kicked off the b-ball network that means it doesn't work or your whack lately ain't getting smirks like matt's fat baby wait man i ain't hating now nah. i'm just jealous boy am i glad i don't look like ellen super hoopers ah what crap is that Yup, dude it's another nba podcast b-ball talk nah an hour of wisecracks ah fuck y'all give me that hour of my life back super hoopers what crap is that dude yep, it's another NBA podcast. People talking now. Nah, an hour of wise cracks. I ah, fuck y'all. Give me that hour of my life back.
0: This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast Golden Goals.
2: This takes everybody up. Messi has got it.
0: From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. golden goal soccer stars and the moments that made them premiering this summer on blue wire